What's up, everybody? Wanted to, uh, there's a lot going on in, in uh, MLB free agency right now, so I just wanted to give my take on that. It's probably been, um, you know, a few days since I've done one of these things, so just been busy with work and stuff like that, so wanted to get one in while I had a chance. Uh, the MLB free agency, I didn't think it would pick up this, this earlier as soon as it has. I figured we wouldn't see any kind of, uh, movement until later on but it's seems like we're in the full swing of things right now with all the rumors flying around with Garrett Cole and and the Yankees and then obviously you got Zach Wheeler going to the Phillies for for uh 26 million dollars a year which which is the big I think even bigger than the than the 100 million dollar contract I think the the per year is 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 the biggest thing on that contract 26 million dollars a year for Zach Wheeler so we'll get into that. Um, then you have Cole Hamill signing with the Atlanta Braves. Um, yeah, seems like seems like we're in the full swing of things. Um, I'm kind of shocked that the Rangers haven't really made any moves because I felt like they were probably probably a pitcher or two away. I I don't think you can rely on a guy like Lance Lynn to to carry your your rotation. I mean, obviously you got Mike Miner at the top, but. But Lance Lynn really is, is – I mean, he's kind of make or break, right? Because if you're going to rely on a guy like that to be your number two, I mean, with the inconsistencies that he's had in his career, even inconsistencies just last year, I just didn't think he was as as good as uh, as, he, as his final stats were, I guess. Um, I guess if you, if you really watched him play, play a lot, uh, he didn't really do that much for me. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like the Rangers – Zach Wheeler would have been a perfect fit for them. I don't know if he they they didn't target him or or if they're going after some of the bigger fish. I just haven't really seen their name um, pop up anywhere. So uh, that's that's something that's kind of surprising to me. Their, their lineup is there. Obviously, their names popped up in Miguel and Duhar trades um, trade scenarios. I guess they they had, they had verbally expressed their interest in. In making a trade for Andujar, and and I, you know, as a Yankee fan, I could care less if they get rid of Andujar. They the Yankees actually just manufacture hitting in a, in a in a factory somewhere. They're able to take guys like you know Gio Urshela and turn them into into pretty much batting title champs, right? Uh, so I I could care less if they get rid of Miguel Andujar. It's it's kind of a next man up deal, or they can just pluck some guy from somebody's triple a team and turn them into a into a silver slugger so i'm really not worried about their ability to manufacture hitters as i am their ability to manufacture pitching uh they don't really with outside of of you know luis severino the yankees cannot manufacture starting pitching you know tanaka is not a product of the yankees he's a product of japan as a the the system that they have over there he's been doing this since high school He's been pitching in front of, you know, 30, 40, 50,000 people since high school. So he's been groomed to do this his entire life. It's no surprise that he's a he's a great Major League Baseball pitcher. Uh, outside of Severino, I mean, James Paxton obviously came from Seattle. So he, the Yankees aren't very good at uh, at creating their own pitching. They have to they tend to have to go out in the market and and get it. And that's OK. I mean, that's how it's really kind of always been for the Yankees going back to the dynasty of the 90s, right? I mean, Andy Pettit was obviously a guy that was that that was in-house, but then but then Roger Clemens who was the anchor of a lot of those staffs, 
he's he he's he's a career journeyman really if you if you look at everywhere that he's been i i mean rocket in my opinion is is a a hall of fame pitcher probably the greatest pitcher that i've ever seen pitch in my life in person and and i didn't see him pitch until his 350th win so um well i i take that back mariano rivera obviously probably the greatest pitcher that i ever saw but but the Yankees have a problem with manufacturing starting pitching, so I have no problem with them overspending to get that guy because I I do firmly believe they are that guy away. Um, but I'm gonna give my I'm gonna give my take on why I think the Yankees should go with Strasburg over Cole, and and it's not because I think Garrett Cole is a bad pitcher. I think Garrett Cole has been the best pitcher in Major League Baseball. I don't have to think it. It's just it's just a simple fact that he's been the best pitcher in baseball over the last two years. Um. I obviously you you can't if you're sitting there evaluating Garrett Cole as 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 a as an entirely he you you can't overlook what he did in Pittsburgh. You can't overlook how inconsistent he was in Pittsburgh. I mean in 2016 he went 7 and 10 with the 388 ERA and then in 2017 he followed it up with with a 12 and 12 with a 4.26 ERA. So um I I don't I don't think that Garrett Cole is um I think it, obviously his numbers in Houston speak for themselves. Last year, twenty and five with a two fifty ERA. It's sample size what we got in Houston. Um, he's obviously an excellent pitcher, but if you look at if you look at Steven Strasburg's numbers over his career, and even going back to college, he's been doing this since day one. He's um, he's a gamer, and and. You know, and we haven't really been able to say that until this year. I understand postseason wise, but if you look at his career stats, I mean, he's he's pitched in the league longer than Garrett Cole has, and he has a lower career ERA. So he's he's pitched more games and he has a lower career ERA. I rely on that more so than I do just the sample size that we got of Cole and Houston. Now, anybody that listens to this that's a Yankees fan is gonna is gonna disagree with me, obviously. Because Garrett Cole is Garrett Cole, but I'm 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 just look I'm comparing their stats side by side, and you just you can't overlook what Cole did in in Pittsburgh. I know he was young; he wasn't that you know he wasn't great. He wasn't an elite starting pitcher. As soon as he gets to Houston, he is he is lights out, just like just like his counterpart Verlander, um, Zach Greinke. Obviously, such a small sample size, we weren't able to to really get a good grasp on what kind of pitcher he was in Houston, but. Um, I wouldn't say he followed that same mold that Verlander and, and Cole have, but Greinke's a different dude, so I, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna um, do an evaluation of him just because he's just so different and um, he's nothing like Garrett Cole or Justin Verlander in in personality wise, and maybe even the way they process information and things like that. I just don't think that 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 Greinke is is at their level. Um, I just worry overall with with bringing in Garrett Cole. And him not winning twenty games, because not winning, shit, not winning eighteen to twenty games, because if you pay a guy, I mean the the, the pressure is immense. You, you mean you got you have to understand that he's looking to do something that really no other pitcher outside of CC Sabathia has been able to do, and and you know obviously Roger Clemens some of the ones that I spoke of before but there's such a small group of Yankees that that come over as big money free agents and they don't disappoint you look at even 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 hitters you look at A-Rod I mean comes over disappointment you look at Stanton he comes over I know it's a small small sample size again but 
he's been a disappointment so far. It's safe to say, and I and 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 I I wish that I hope Stanton returns to his MVP form. I think he will, but as of right now, you have to say, yeah, that guy's kind of a disappointment. Um, so I, the the pressure is so in, intense, and and knowing all that go, coming in, if he does sign with the Yankees and he and he comes over, knowing all that coming in. Um, it, it's got to be. It, it's got to just add to the pressure, knowing that you're trying to do something that that very few have done is come to the Yankees on a big deal and be successful. Obviously, he's going to take everything into account, but at the end of the day, it's just going to come down to money. Who's going to pay him the most? Uh, I've seen I've seen a lot of Yankee fans on Twitter that you know like to give their opinions and things so forth and so on about what all Garrett Cole takes into account whenever he sign whenever he signs with. The teams I've seen people doing pros and cons of Angels versus Yankees, and look, um, it's just going to come down to money. Who's going to pay him the most? It's it's just Garrett Cole is just a human being like like you and I, and he is going to go to the place that's just going to pay him the most. That's that's what I do whenever I'm considering a, a career change. And that's what you do whenever you're considering a career change. It's money is always at the top because we don't work for free. I mean, he's busted his ass to get to where he is today. And it's, it's just to, money is the, is the number one motivating factor. What, when you're a kid and, and especially the younger generations, myself included, coming up as a kid, especially being a Yankees fan, all your, I mean, everything's just driven by money, right? I mean, in professional sports, you want to get that. You want to, you want to work hard and and make it to the to the pros, major league baseball, NFL. It's just so you can make money and maybe and maybe get girls. But you know, obviously, Garrett Cole's married, so that's that's not that's not a motivating factor on his end. So it's it's all about the money. He doesn't give a shit if it's West Coast, East Coast. If the Yankees at the end of the day are the last one standing with the biggest offer, that's where he's going to go. And I feel like they're going to be that team. Um, I don't feel like Brian Cashman has that good of a handle on the market as maybe some other GMs do. I feel like he's he didn't intend – I feel like his low ball of Patrick Corbin was unintentional. You see what I'm saying? I mean, if you listen to the guy answer questions about it, it seems to me like he thinks of it as a mistake – I don't think he has as good of a handle on the market. I could be wrong. He could have the best handle on the market. The Yankees could just be cheap. I just don't feel like he has that good of a handle on the market because when I mean when you ask him about it, he's very blunt. He's just, you know, we missed out. And and it, it sucks. Because I I know that Corbin got probably more years than I would have liked to have seen him get if he were to sign with the Yankees, but that's just that that's just something that, that the teams are gonna have to eat up whenever you're when it, just just like an A Rod type, we to to get that good chunk of his career, that to get that meat of his career, you have to sacrifice something, and it's and it's the tail end of his career. You look at Albert Pujols with the Angels. I mean, they're they're having a they're having to eat these last few years of his of his deal, and it sucks. But but they they gave him that deal in anticipation of of the of the the meat of his career being being excellent. And obviously, in his case, it wasn't. In A Rod's case, eh, it depends on who you ask. But um, one thing that's super encouraging about the the Yankees right now is that um, obviously you know Cashman going out to the West Coast and meeting with Strasburg and Cole that was super encouraging um, and two is is the the handle that the Yankees have on the media reporting of this so you can tell that uh, that Cashman has a pretty good grasp on the media because last year 
they didn't know what was going on with the Yankees. So then you get a lot of rumors and and things like that. Like I had read reports that Patrick from from reliable reliable people. I mean, we're talking blue check people that the Yankees had already signed Patrick Corbin and it was a done deal. And obviously it didn't happen. So the Yankees had no didn't they weren't spoon feeding the media any information. So they just began to jump to their own conclusions. And right now, I think it's just across the board. This is what the Yankees are doing. Brian Cashman's flying out to meet Garrett Cole. Brian Cashman met Garrett Cole. It went well. Um, I mean, the details are impeccable, right? If you look at Heyman's reporting, which is which I, I follow, I follow Heyman because um, I feel like he's he's pretty accurate on a lot of stuff that he that he reports. And so that's just that's just my personal preference. So, um, which he's blocked me on several of my Twitter accounts because I'm I'm opinionated towards him as well. I. I I, I I hold him to a high standard because I feel like he was wrong on a few things. Otani over Andujar, especially on the on the rookie of the year. I think that's why I got blocked on on my last Twitter account. So, um, yeah, I feel like he's he's pretty accurate. So the the reports that he's putting out are just very very vanilla, very very um, what you want to see. It's it, it feels like it's not he's not grasping at straws. It's somebody giving him this information, and he is he's typing it in on his phone as they're giving it to him. Meeting went good, you know. Obviously, Yankees missed out on him last time with the draft. Ended up going to UCLA. They tried to trade for him at Pittsburgh, didn't happen. So they're they're a little weary about it. But but every the meeting went good. The Yankees are very impressed, and they're all in. I mean, it doesn't get more more clear cut than that. Um, they're obviously going to meet with Strasburg soon. I, I'm I'm not sure when. I, I may have missed a report there, but I'm not sure when they're going to meet with him. Um, yeah, I, I like I said, I, I feel like Strasburg's probably the probably the right choice. He's he's coming off a World Series. Um, he's a little bit older than Cole, so he's not going to demand as as many years. He's not going to demand as much money. That could be a deciding factor for the Yankees. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. <laughs> so whenever Cole's, whenever Cole or Strasburg, whichever one bites first. We could see the the one that signs after the one that signs first. The second the second signing of the two, we could see them demand more um, money per year. I don't think that, like I said, I don't think Strasburg's going to get the years that Cole is going to get. But I think that Strasburg's earned the right to earn more per year than than Garrett Cole has. You look at his resume, and he's when he got drafted the year after Bryce Harper, so it was just it was. Those two years, the Nationals um, drafted Bryce Harper, and then they drafted uh, Steven Strasburg, both first overall picks. And you look at those two guys, and how how fucking rare is it that a team can draft consecutive years, number one overall picks, and they both pan out to be exactly as advertised? It that that is so freaking rare that I I mean I don't. It's obviously never been done before by any other team. I don't even have to do the research on it. I just know that it hasn't been done. Uh, Strasburg came as advertised. He, I mean, he has a very good argument for getting more more money per year than Garrett Cole, and it's simply that he's just been doing this since he, you know, since since college. Whenever he was coming out of college, that he was slated to be the greatest pitcher that ever lived. Now, I don't think he's lived up to that height, but he certainly lived up to, um, I think, the expectations, the realistic expectations that the Nationals had for him. He won a World Series. He, you know, he has a great career ERA. He's put together a lot of winning seasons. Uh, the only knock against him, I would say, is probably injuries. But isn't that forgotten with the World Series win last year? 
I think that teams could probably use that against him in negotiating, but I don't think they'll get very far. I think that he's earned the right to to get more money than Garrett Cole per year. But like I said, if he bites first, Garrett Cole's going to end up getting more money per year than, than Steven Strasburg is. They're just waiting on one another to make a move. So that's why I think we could those two are gonna be are gonna be more towards the the end of the free agency period. So I'm not expecting either one of them to sign anytime soon, but I'm loving what I'm hearing coming out of you know there all the reports coming out of Yankee Land. I think Cashman is spoon feeding all all this information to the media. I think that he's he's a control freak. Obviously, I don't think that that's that's just a fact. And so I think that he's he's wanting to get a little bit more control of this free agency. Last year was just out of control. There was reports everywhere. I mean, the the reports that Bryce Harper was coming to play first base, and and you know maybe I'm on Twitter too much and I, and I'm reading too much crap, especially last year, um, just just constantly being on there and and trying to stay up to date on all the information. But um, and this year probably not as much because the the haul isn't isn't as great as as the potential for last year was, but it it, it feels like. Um, I guess seeing how Machado played out, seeing how Harper played out, seeing all these players play out this year ended up being the bigger free agency class, right? Because I mean, if you look at if you look at the the names in free agency, wow! I mean, there there's some there's some excellent free agents on the market. I mean, Rendon gets lost in this whole thing because because of the big names of Strasburg and Cole, but um, Rendon is if he decides to leave Washington, which I don't think he will. I'm reading that he could possibly go to L.A. Play for the Dodgers. Um, I, I think I think that's a that's a game changer for any team that he goes to, because the dude can just rake. I mean, he just he's probably the best hitter in baseball. Nobody's talking about the fact that he's a free agent. So, and and I think most of that's due to the fact that he's probably going to stay in Washington. But um, yeah, like I said, I, I don't see anything happening anytime soon. So that's why I just I just really don't talk about a whole lot of baseball because it's just not right there in front of your face. It's it's not eye grabbing, but I do stay plugged in because I I care about what the Yankees do and and watching the Yankees, you know what they're missing, and I feel like they they probably probably make a make a move for another bullpen piece if you're not going to re-sign Dylan Batances, but I expect them to re-sign Batances. They just want to get this try and get this deal with Cole done first, um, or maybe even get some reassurance that they're going to either be able to get it done or not get it done before they start moving in on on some of the other free agents like your Brett Gardner's, but. In order to get this deal done with Garrett Cole or Steven Strasburg, the Yankees are are going to have to sacrifice. They're going to have to sacrifice a Brett Gardner, a DD, you know, uh, Dylan Batances. There, I mean, they're going to have to make sacrifices, and that's just to keep them under that luxury tax um, payroll. So we'll just have to see how it plays out. I don't, I don't see the Yankees staying stagnant. Obviously, with with the stuff going on with Houston. And and I and I saw the odds to win the World Series. Obviously, Houston's um, still the number one American League team. So, um, yeah, I I don't know, I, I I don't even know what to think about that. So I, it just tells me that the odds makers they're rarely wrong in Vegas, right? So it, who's not taking the, all these allegations seriously? I just want I want some resolve in this whole thing. It's pretty cut and dry, right? I mean, unless MLB is just gathering as much evidence as they can or they know something that has yet to be reported by by all the sources that are reporting on this. I think John Boy has probably been the go-to on all the reporting on this stuff. But 
Um, if John Boy hasn't found it, then then I doubt Major League Baseball is going to find it because let's face it, Major League Baseball is a dumpster fire when they investigate stuff. When they investigated, um, you know the 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 A Rod scandal with with Major League Baseball, there's a, there's a great documentary about it on um, on Netflix. I can't think of the name of it right now, but it's it has A Rod steroid guy on there, and the the handling of that by Major League Baseball just just putting that investigation to the hands of a drug addict and an alcoholic. It's you gotta watch you gotta watch the documentary. It's excellent. It's fucking hilarious. Um, they get kids to reenact. Um, scenes of of A Rod and 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 his his uh, his PED guy, it's it's fucking hilarious. I can't remember the name of it to save my life, but um that that's definitely a good watch. Um, so yeah, that's that's major league baseball free agency right now from from a Yankees fan standpoint. Uh, going moving on into the te- you know the viewpoint of a Texas Ranger fan. I'm I'm obviously not a Texas Ranger fan, but. I felt like they were just just a couple moves away from being a competitive team, and they weren't able to um, to do that. I don't know. I don't understand why. I think I think that um, you can't rely on on a guy like Lance Lynn. I think I, I mean I already went into this, but but Lance Lynn's just not that guy career wise. So I'm surprised I haven't seen them get into the market for for some pitching. I'm surprised Cole Han- they didn't try and bring Cole Hamels back. Unless it's unless it's just like a, a, a alpha male type thing where Cole Hamels just kind of wants his own staff that he can kind of head up, and in Atlanta he can do that. In Texas, obviously, he can't. Mike Miner's just a better pitcher than him. Um, other teams that I, that I'm surprised aren't as active in the market. I feel like the Dodgers bullpen is just fucked. So I mean, the Dodgers need to do something with their bullpen. I'm surprised that that if I'm Dylan Batances, I'm 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 answering the phone if the Dodgers are calling. You know, that's just, that's just me. I mean, I, I'm I love L.A. I think it's 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 a beautiful place, and and the weather's good year round. So, um, if I'm if I'm Dylan Batances, I'm definitely I'm definitely answering the phone if the Dodgers are calling. Um, but yeah, that's all I got on MLB free agency. I'm just staying pretty plugged into everything else. NFL, you know, the Cowboys got a huge game coming up this week against the Bears. That's gonna. That's going to be the swing game for them. If they lose this game, they're obviously not out of first place in the in the NFC East, but it knocks them to below five hundred. And we are we going to see the Cowboys make the playoffs with a with a below five hundred record? I mean, it's the NFC East is just bad. It's just bad, and I'm a Cowboys fan. It's just bad. I I, I don't. There's a good chance that the Bears can beat the Cowboys just because you don't write them off because they have such a good defense. But there's a good chance the Bears can beat the Cowboys. It's it's so hard to pinpoint what's wrong with the Cowboys, and I've said this on past episodes. The Cowboys, gosh, it's just so hard to. I mean, everything's bad. It what, it depends on what week you you want to talk about as to as to what went wrong, as far in in the in a loss, or even in a win. Uh, the defense has been inconsistent all year. I wouldn't even call them inconsistent. I would just call them bad all the way around. They've just been bad. And it doesn't make any sense because if you look at, at their numbers and you look at the athletes that they have on defense, they're not supposed to be a bad defense. So Ron Rivera just got fired as the as the Panthers head coach. Um, I think if you're if you're the Cowboys and you're bringing in a new head coach next year, I think you need to seriously consider bringing in Ron Rivera as a defensive coordinator because that's his specialty. He's going to be a defensive coordinator somewhere next year. It might as well be in Dallas. I don't think that anybody gives him a head coaching gig. 
he's probably going to sit around and wait for that for that phone call, but I don't think it's going to come next year. If you're the Cowboys, just jump on, t- just stay on top of it and, and hire him as a defense coordinator. I think that's the best you can do. Um, but yeah, it's there's a lot of questions going into the offseason. Obviously, you want to re-sign Amari Cooper. He's he could possibly be the best receiver in football. So I don't I don't see the the problem in re-signing him. But the big question is going to be not whether you bring Dak back because they 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 want to bring Dak back for sure, but um, they don't want to do it for forty million dollars a year at this point. I don't, I can't see them actually wanting to do something like that. So we'll see we'll see how that plays out. I think that Dak is is a twenty million dollar a year quarterback asking for forty million. Uh, that's another tough one, but uh, I, you, because you've already paid Zeke, so. I'm not going to get into all this with with the Dak contract conversation. It's it's just beating a dead horse. They've they've pounded this one so much. Anything anything Cowboys that that could be a little bit of controversy in the media, it get, it gets pounded. So I'm not going to sit there, sit here and go into it. Nobody wants to hear about the Cowboys. Um, I'm going to watch the Texas Tech uh, DePaul game tonight. Basketball. Texas Tech obviously falls from 12 to unranked. Awful. But Chris Beard saying all the right things. He said that you know they asked him what he was going to change and 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 everything, and he said I'm not going to change anything. Like I've <laughs> like I'm a national championship coach, and we have a process, and we don't adjust our process to to our record. You know we we continue the process because and he's absolutely right. When you have a young team, if they see you making changes on the fly like that, it's it it gives off the vibes that you don't have your shit together. So I I believe in Chris Beard and and I I love it when a head coach just shuts down the the media and the scrutiny by saying, "Look, you we're not going to let you dictate what we do. We're not going to let wins or losses dictate what we do. I'm a head coach. This is my system. This is what we're doing and um we're going to stick with it whether we win or lose." And and so as, as a tech fan, as a tech everything fan, I'm, I I like the idea of going down with a sinking ship as long as they as long as they the process as long as they continue to grow as a team. So as long as you see improvements throughout the season on the court, I don't have a problem with with the record at the end of the year. I they're going to make the tournament. They're probably going to lose ten games, but that's okay. I don't think they win the Big Twelve. I don't think they win the Big Twelve tournament. They just don't have the size, and that's okay. Stick to the process, like Chris Beard said. We have some reinforcements coming in next season. We have guys growing, freshmen growing, that'll be better next season, and it's 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 going to be okay. College basketball is a is a sport where your fortunes can turn over in one season, just one year. I mean, you look at what Duke was able to do last year and be you know excellent, fucking fucking excellent. Obviously, they they they're. They weren't good enough to make it to a national championship or win one. They they weren't good enough to do that. They just it's the NCAA tournament. Anything can happen. But and you look at them this year. I mean, now they're already down ranked tenth team in the nation. They're obviously not as good as they were last year. And it, it all depends on coaching, recruiting. But but your fortunes can turn over in 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 the span of one season. Look at Louisville last year. Louisville, I I, I think I had them going on a little bit of a run. I think they were eliminated in the second round of the tournament. I have to go back and look. They just weren't very good. I mean, they they were decent. They were.